Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Now, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on another um, beautiful spring morning. Hope. Lots of rain. We need some more rain. Hey, did you know that apparently Ukrainian refugees are coming into America illegally over the southern border? Huh? Yeah, apparently so. Lots to talk about today, including an interview with Kevin Mannix. Uh, as you know, Kevin arguably came closest to defeating a Democrat for the governorship of this state you know, some years ago. But it was um, it was a, a powerful thing. He's run for attorney general. He's been a state representative. I served with him in my first term in 1999 in the Oregon House of Representatives, and he also was a senator for a time. He's a lawyer, he's been practicing, but he has been steadfast in his conservative direction uh, in a number of, of areas. But more importantly, most importantly, I think, crime. And he has had success, and we're going to talk with him about both his success in, at least for the moment, stopping Kate Brown's unconstitutional, illegal clemencies of rapists and murderers, letting them out of prison early. Not that she can't let them out, because she can. But... Anyway, we'll talk with Kevin about it. We'll also talk about why he is running for state representative again. Maybe he sees what the Democrats see. A powerful wave coming. A Republican wave. A conservative wave. Right now, I'm watching Fox Business. I have it on in, in my studio and for the second month in a row, inflation's at 10%. Now, if you want to look for a reason to campaign for the hearts and minds of people who typically vote Democrat or don't vote at all and are seeing their, their daily expenses of life dramatically increase this is the opportunity this is the issue now there are other issues too and we'll talk with kevin about that we'll also take course your phone numbers 503-589-1220 is a power buick gmc talk line we'll talk with kevin at the bottom of the month 503-589-1220 uh for those of you who have people that you know in yam hill county or if you live in Yen Hill County, you have the opportunity to recall somebody who should not be recalled. Lindsay Bershauer, one of the county commissioners. She has been a stalwart in with out of three Yam Hill County commissioners in standing up for common sense, good government, limited government, conservative ideas. You know what her big sin was? I'll tell you what it was. It was that she helped oppose turning a 
um, abandoned railroad tracks into a community trail through people's private property. Five times they took this. I mean, it didn't meet the criteria of the law, folks, of the law of Oregon. Land use law. Lawsuits, appeals before Luba, which is the Land Use Board of Appeals. And her and she and her fellow commissioner, the two Republicans, won every time. Because the law is on their side. So now the little crying babies who could not recall two Newberg's school board members are trying to recall Lindsey Bershauer. So right now, in fact, there's a Taxpayer Association of Oregon, PAC, um, about this story. And, and, and I'll, I'll just encapsulate it. Right now, the ballots have gone out. And most of the groups that are trying to recall her are government employee unions or politicians, former politicians. The recall website features mostly politicians and government groups as the people endorsing the effort to recall Lindsey Bershauer. It's a political hit job by deep pocket. Now look, folks, if you want to help Lindsey fight these last few days, you can go to lindsey4yamhillcounty.com. It's all one word. Truth about the recall, everything's there. Today, I'm going to be recording a robocall message on her behalf. So if you know anybody or if you are in Yamhill County, vote no on the recall. There's lots of other talk about, including um, apparently Russia's lost a bunch of generals in the Ukraine. That's good. In fact, they've lost about nine of them so far. They've lost 173 tanks so far, 12 aircraft, and 345 troop carriers. Now, this is significant, the loss of generals, prominent generals, for a number of reasons. Also, uh, InfoWars scientist Bill Gates is is, is funded a plan to release genetically modified mosquitoes in California and Florida. What could go wrong here? And then, of course, homelessness apparently now is the top issue in Oregon. Or at least it was in November. What, what day? Are, what are, we're in March now. Why isn't there an updated poll? This story in the East Oregonian is about how that even rural areas, um, 60% of residents, residents surveyed in November identified homelessness as a topic of high priority. Doesn't mean it was the top topic, but it's one that you're reminded every day, kind of like you are with high gas prices. Got to go to the phones, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. We'll start first with Art, and then we'll move on to Ronnie. Art, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Glad to hear you're having Kevin on today. Yes. I've known Kevin a long, long time. And I wanted to call in to say, hey, this 
is an important position because Kevin is going to challenge anything that goes on in the state legislature. His experience, his knowledge will challenge the Democrats at every step of the way and Oregonians' constitutional rights will be protected and I can tell you Kevin will cause hell and havoc uh, downtown there uh, in the state capitol. We, even if we're not in his district, got to do everything we can uh, to get Kevin elected because if he is in there, uh, it's going to be a positive thing for all Oregonians. So just because Kevin is not in your district, we need to support him totally because this him getting in the state legislature uh, will be one of the greatest things that happen in our election this year. You're right. And, you know, I got to tell you that, and, and I'm going to let you go, Art, because I, I need to move on to Ronnie. But I got to tell you, you just made an important point, because right now we need conservatives in the Oregon House of Representatives to make those arguments. And nobody is better at them than Kevin is. And I, and I mean that sincerely. I've served with a lot of folks in my eight years in the House and few people could stymie the Democrats with arguments. Now, look, ultimately it comes down to who's got the votes. But I'm going to tell you something. With what's about to happen in even Oregon, folks, in the elections, the Democrats are going to be a lot more careful about their votes going forward because they're going to get their rear ends kicked. What's going to happen in this coming election is going to be stronger than what happened in 2010 for Republicans in or in the Oregon Senate and House picked up way, way more seats than anybody thought they would. Certainly me. And I think that that's going to happen again because a lot more is working against the Democrats than ever before, in my opinion. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. How are you? Um, okay, I support Lindsay Beshow. She is one of two representatives besides Mary Starrett that stood up for Mike Nierman. The rest of them can burn in Hades. But, and uh, main point is, is that uh, we need, as a PCP, as you know, I'm in Polk County. I like Mr. Mannix, but I don't like the bill that he passed on my gun rights in 2015-2016. SB 941, he had a hand in with Burdick. I will get him a, a pass. He's always been good in law and order, good measures, sentencing guidelines. I give him all that credit. But I do not need another bill post or weak butts like Mr. Knope. Be squeaky on the sauce. Don't have a backbone and anything else. Because I am tired of squirming this. I bring out the bear claws, and you know how I'm going to take care of Mr. Man? I mean, from now till the last day of registration for our voters, my county... And whether it's myself or whatever else I can get, I'm going to try to knock on a thousand doors. Now, if we got 2,700 PCPs, that's precinct committee people, 
of each area in the Republican Party. They knock on 100 doors each. We can affect 1% of the voting base. That's 270,000 doors you can knock on. Right. That's right. Either get off their butts, and I'm saying this to the Eastern people, I'm saying it up there to my people in the North. Marion County, you got more people than four counties combined in your party. Get off your duff, put the backbone in it, organize, and make it happen. Because there's no time for weakness. A message of law and order, law of DA accountability, and parental rights on our kids, not being undermined by state or schools or by ideology, is a winning issue. And those three questions, I will ask some of the people I'm knock on the doors in the next six weeks. And if they don't bring a backbone in my party, just say old Huckleberry's going to be like Doc Holliday again, except verbally. <laughs> so I'm using my run out to my fellow country Republicans and city Republicans. Get a backbone, put some skin in the game, do your job like I, as we're sworn to do, be a servant to our party, get the NAVs, reach out to them, get them back in our party with us with a good message and stand up. No more bull sugar, period. God bless you, my brother. Thank you, Ronnie. Great way to end this segment. By the way, folks, did you see the U.N. Secretary General warning the real possibility of nuclear war and all of these countries' presidents flying into Kiev, Ukraine today? What? Yeah. Talk about in your face. What are we doing as America? We're apologizing. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Boy, talk about tone deaf. This story in the Epoch Times about masks are still being required in Los Angeles schools even after the state and the county lifts the mandate. Unbelievable. Yet, this is what you get when you get, just like in Portland, just like in Salem, when you get crazy leftists and their Marxist ideas ruling in the state. 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Rebecca Donaldson is a an award-winning real estate broker. And folks, she can help you sell your home or buy a home that works for you. Because she's really good at what she does. That's how she won Best of the Willamette Valley. So if you need to do that or you're thinking about doing it, you really should give her a call. Rebecca Donaldson, 503-269-0747, 503-269-0747, or Rebecca'sGotHouses.com. Rich writes an email. By the way, if you want to shoot me an email, I'll do my best to read it on the air during the show, Five oh th- or uh, um, Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. I have two of them. Rich writes, uh, the question for Kevin Mannix is this. With all the normally hundreds of pre-session bills that are normally filed, will the Republican Party platform be a guide 
when should the Republican of GOP legislature walk out? This is with the mindset that the GOP is still a super minority. They may not be a super minority. Um, and if what I'm predicting came comes through in November, they won't be. They may still be in a minority, but it won't be a super minority. But let's say for the sake of argument, we'll ask Kevin that question. What if the Republicans are still a super minority? Are there bills that are going to be introduced that he would participate and advocate for walking out? We'll talk with him about that. By the way, tomorrow, uh, Beth Jones joins us. She uh, is an Army wife. She's a mom. She put herself through law school. And now represents cops, parents who are being hit with the tyranny of Kate Brown. It comes to vaccinations, masks, and that type of thing. She literally is standing up and arguing before the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, by the way, a number of, of issues. Uh, we'll talk with her, and then we're talking with a person that is running also for that same position in that same district, Ed Deal. Talk with him on Monday about why he is a successful businessman who lives out in Sio and why he's decided to throw his hat in the ring and what he hopes to achieve, especially when it comes to the work that he's done for the burnt out areas and the people that were devastated up in the, in the canyon. And then on Thursday, we're talking with Dr. John DiPaola, who's running for Congress. He's running for, I believe, the new Senate seat that is, uh, is in play. And then, Someone who's also running for that will be Amy Ryan Corser. As you know her, because she ran against Kurt Schrader uh, unsuccessfully in this last time. But we'll talk with her on Friday. And then, as you know, the, um, the big tour is coming here for two days at the end of the month. And this is... Um, I want to make sure that I say it correctly. Uh, this is the tour with General Flynn, and and uh, and the the name is escaping me. Some of you know what it is because some of you are going. Anyway, um, that is coming to the end of this month here in Salem. It's going to be at Volcano Stadium. Old, old, originally, um, we had, it was scheduled to take place in um, Bend. And then there was the kerfluffle about having to wear a mask and not having to wear a mask. And they decided to move it to the River Church. River Church wonderful place my pastor Lou my friend pastor Lou Wu-Tan is the pastor there and they're doing incredible work with um, the Freedom Business Fellowship which has come out of there but also in the constitutional classes uh, that are put on there they've now moved it because it just wasn't big enough 
There's too many people coming to this thing. So they moved it, moved it to Volcano Stadium. We intend and are trying to work it out so that I and this radio station can broadcast live from Friday and Saturday, both days of the conference. It features General Flynn, uh, Clay Clark. We'll have an interview with Clay Clark uh, that we'll, we'll have to tape. Uh, who's the organizer of of many of these conferences that have gone on. General Flynn, possibly uh, one of the Trump children to be a part of that. And many other people, Mike Lindell, hopefully, will be coming to Oregon to be a part of that also. So it, it affords itself to be an exciting weekend. So look for that. We're going to be broadcasting there. Check it out. 6.30. We'll be back in a moment. With Kevin Mannix. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us on Political Coffee. Let's go right to Kevin Mannix, um, former colleague of mine in the House, uh, former Oregon Republican gubernatorial candidate who almost became our governor and uh, certainly should have. Kevin, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. I'm doing well. How are you? Well, you know, it's um, not going to rain a whole lot today, so that's a good thing. Although I'm not complaining about the rain as a farmer, uh, to be sure, because you know what? We need that snow in the mountains and, um, you know, it needs we just need some more winter spring early spring weather of course of course yeah, yeah uh folks kevin's running for state representative and we'll get into why because i'm going to ask him that question as you know i do every single candidate for any office that comes on this show is first of all why but i want you i want to guide you to his website's manix oregon.com it's m-a-n-n-i-x as in x-ray manix for oregon all one word, com. So, Kevin, why are you running for state representative? Well, the short answer is somebody has to do it. <laughs> um, more globally, the uh, uh, I've been blessed with uh, good health, a successful law practice. I served 10 years in the House, and we, we were able to make a difference at the time. And things are really a mess at the Capitol these days. There's a, a lack of willingness to solve problems. There's a lot of brick-throwing, verbal brick-throwing. And, uh, uh, and actually, then the Democrats thought that they had written a district that put me in a, somewhere else, but they looked at my office address. My home address is in, and I've lived here for <laughs> forever, is in House District 21, a new House district 
which is pretty evenly divided, uh, Democrats and Republicans. There's no incumbent. It's Kaiser and North Salem. And uh, uh, so I looked at this, and I sat down and talked to my wife and said, well, what do you think? She said, go for it. Uh, uh, we need to have some folks get reengaged in this process to push back against the uh, leftist uh, Democratic Party leadership. Uh, there are a few moderate Democrats left, but largely we're dealing with uh, the Portland leftist crowd, and uh, someone has to go back to the Capitol and uh, present an intelligent argument against what they're doing. Yeah, Art called earlier, and that's one of the points he made about um, what you bring to the table uh, is is your ability to make cogent, common sense, but conservative, good policy arguments. And, and even, I mean, look, who knows how this election turns out in 2022? I think it's going to be stronger a bigger Republican wave than happened in 2010. You know, when Republicans picked up six seats in the House, it was a 30-30 tie. We almost went to a 15-15 tie in the Senate. And I think we've got an even stronger movement back towards conservatism all across the country, but even in Oregon. So be that as it may, I think there's a great opportunity for you to be able to influence the thinking of Democrats, even if Republicans don't regain the minority because you have a lot of experience there. Now, you've also been hit recently um, for one of those bills you passed years ago. And one of our callers just called about Oregon Firearms Federation hit you for one of those those gun bills. Where do you stand on that issue right now? And then I want to get into crime with you because you've been successful fighting Kate Brown's illegal releases of, of criminals, murderers, and, and rapists. But how, how do you stand on the gun issue now? Look, I had an A-plus rating from the National Rifle Association um, uh, throughout my incumbency as a legislator. I just filled out their questionnaire, which was 100% in favor of gun rights, sent it in. I'm a voting member of the NRA. In 1996, uh, they presented me with a Defender of Freedom Award. I've got this eagle uh, sculpture in my office. And the Firearms Federation uh, forgets that uh, we were in a situation where there was a bill that was coming to the House floor that was uh, more damaging uh, to gun rights. And all I, all I was able to do was make it less damaging, and, uh, and, and, and ultimately we, the bill did not pass. But um, I was put in a squeeze position, and I did what I could to protect gun rights. And sometimes folks forget that uh, you do what you can. You're in a defensive posture at some point because some, some other people uh, were voting wrong, and you do what you can to do damage control. That doesn't mean that, that was my favorite thing, but sometimes you protect your gun rights as best you can. Uh, my, my saying in politics is the perfect is the enemy of the good. You do what you can where you are to protect gun rights. And uh, I am sure I will have uh, full support from the National Rifle Association. And for those who want to make sure that we are doing everything we can to protect our Second Amendment rights. Okay, so now let's talk about the lawsuits you have brought against Kate Brown and, and uh, where you're at. You've been a long advocate for being tough on crime, Measure 11, property crimes, all of those things. I mean, that's, that's part of your life story. And it's a good part of your life story. Where are you at on these lawsuits now? 
Well, in terms of the lawsuit we have against the governor and her agencies, we're halfway there. We want a ruling by the circuit court judge that the governor cannot suddenly give the board of parole the power to go back and reduce sentences across the board for juvenile violent criminals who weren't covered by legislation passed by uh, the legislature. She tried to delegate her commuting power. She does have clemency power to commute sentences, but instead of handling this on a case-by-case basis, she wanted to create a new sentencing policy and send it all to the parole board. They have no jurisdiction on this. And we were able to stop that because uh, there are a lot of uh, violent... Uh, they were juveniles at the time, 17-year-old murderers and rapists and the like, who um, uh, the governor said across the board they could apply to the parole board to shorten their sentences, and that was illegal. And we we got the judge to so rule. The second half of the case is she is not, uh, she is not having district attorneys and victims provide their input on clemency decisions. She's saying, well, I can do clemency across the board on my own without following the statute on clemency. There is a process. And we did not win that case with the uh, circuit court, but we're taking that up. Uh, we'll take that up with the Court of Appeals. So we're halfway there, and uh, we'll continue the fight. She's released over 1,200 violent felons. Yes. This is yes. more than all the governors combined since 1859. Uh, it's just in the last two years, it's, uh, it's a parallel to her uh, a, a gross abuse of emergency powers, and now we have gross abuse of clemency powers. And yes, uh, I will be proposing, if I'm successful in getting back to the legislature, uh, changes to refer to the voters to restrict the governor's powers more clearly so it's uh, this will never happen again. We're talking with Kevin Mannix. You can visit his website. He's running for the state legislature. It's mannixfororegon.com. It's all one word, mannixfororegon.com. So another one of our listeners sent me an email and wanted me to ask you this question. There's hundreds of pre-session bills that are filed. Um, will the Republican legislature be willing to walk out if they're still in the super minority and that's the only tool they have left. I don't think they will be, but I, you know, I need to ask you that question because I'm an advocate for you walk out and negotiate your way back in the building with some leverage. And if you accept the rules from day one, the first day of session that say, well, you can't walk out. And if you do, we're going to fine you a thousand days, if a thousand dollars a day, if you accept those rules, then you've just handicapped your ability to use the last constitutional tool you have. And I don't think that's smart and I, and I don't advocate for it. So I think you, Republicans need to be willing to walk out over some things. Some things are so bad that you have to be willing to shut the session down and walk your, negotiate your way back in the building like they've done previously. So I need to ask you that question, Kevin. Where are you on that whole process? My position is it is absolutely the last step you take as to serious bad stuff happening. Um, you don't want to get into that position because your back is against the wall and that's the only option you have left. And the only reason we have that power is because of the, when the voters established annual sessions, which I did not agree with, by the way, um, they, they gave the legislature a limited number of days for each session. 
So the walkout power does have some impact in the sense that if there's no quorum, the legislature can't transact business, and uh, you can prevent them from carrying on any other business. But there are a lot of uh, ways short of that to affect legislation. But my, my short answer is I don't plan to be in a super minority. I plan to be part of a reasonable size of a cohort of legislators. I think the Republicans have got a very good chance of a majority in the Senate, um, some chance of a majority in the House. And if we're in the minority, I do not think that there will be a super majority of Democrats, which is what the Republicans have had to deal with. If my back were against the wall, I would uh, take a look at that as an option to prevent something awful from happening. But it's also an opportunity to negotiate. Well, you people still want to pass some legislation. If we walk out, you can't do anything. So let's talk about not doing this awful stuff, and maybe there's some other stuff that we'll go along with. See what I mean? Um, I'm a great believer in the practical approach. 30 seconds left. You're strongly pro-life. You've never changed from that. What would you do if the pro-life issue came up? Well, I would vote pro-life. When I ran for governor, that was the clearest answer I gave folks. I said, if you favor abortion and that's the most important issue to you, then you need to understand that I don't agree with you. Kevin, thank you very much. Uh, Good luck out there. I hope you are selected. Kevin, it's manicsfororegon.com. That's his website. Godspeed, friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back. It is 10 minutes uh, till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that power BGC talk line. I want to remind you that Freedom Heating and Air can really make your life a lot better. And they can do that because if you have a problem with your heating or cooling system, they get out to your place to get it fixed faster than just about anybody else in the whole Mid-Valley area. It's how they've been a very successful business in the Mid-Valley for over 40 years. So give them a call if you need help. You're not comfortable in your home because your HVAC system or your furnace is not working right. Call them. They can get out there right away and then get it fixed for you. 503-580-1456. 503-580-1456. That's Freedom Heating and Air, all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. It's the Reawaken America Tour. It is coming to um, April 1st and 2nd. Originally, Deschutes County, then it moved to the River Church here in Salem on Portland Road. Too many people um, are gonna show up and they only have 2,500 tickets to sell. So they have moved it now to Volcano Stadium. This is coming up on April 1st and 2nd. 
General Flynn will certainly be there. But what about other people that have certainly been in the news, like Mike Lindell, like Roger Stone, like the Trump children? They don't tell us exactly who is going to be there, but we intend to be broadcasting live from this two-day event, okay, from the, on the first and the second as a radio station. And I'll be bringing you interviews. We're going to be in, in the media room, and they will bring us interviews. We'll have live interviews with so many of the people that are speaking and participating. So, again, uh, you can sign up for this at generalflynn.com. And if you're, and, and this is very faith-based. You, you've got to understand that. Because for the tickets, it's 50% off for all pastors. It says it right there on their website. Okay? So, check it out. It's generalflynn.com. Also want to remind you that uh, it looks like there is the Occupy Oregon conservative rally is still going to happen this Friday at the Capitol. Originally, we thought we, we would go broadcast there, but they're not starting early enough in the day. Uh, but I believe that Terry and Amanda are going to be there broadcasting. So that'll be fun. Uh, this, again, is where they want to stand up. And, and this is different than the the log truck rally that we had just recently, because this is everybody who's been affected by Kate's unconstitutional mandates, okay? A lot of the medical freedom people and others are going to be there. So just figure out that Friday, you need to be at the state capitol. Make a stand there. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk. Nice talk to Jerry. Jerry, good morning. How are you, brother? Hey, Jeff, go Ducks. Go Beeves. How you doing? Awesome. Good, good. Hey, uh, I listened to that interview. Um, I, I'm just not getting why nobody wants to talk about the mandate and the mask, even though everybody knows that as soon as November comes, the mandates come back, and so do the masks. And uh, we got to be screaming from the hilltops that uh, even more lockdowns will be on their way. Uh, because it's an emotional issue, and nobody's talking about gas prices. Um, we're going to see California gas prices very shortly because we passed that uh, right. that uh, cap and trade or whatever it was uh, uh, bill, uh, and nobody's talking about those two issues, which are the two most emotional issues and most uh, obvious issues. But, you know, it seems like, and I'm not a Republican, but it seems like Republicans only want to talk about logic and uh, argue points and be very concise, but nobody cares. I mean, you got to get to the emotional side of people, too. I, I, I get what you're saying, um, and, and I have every confidence because I know Kevin really well. Uh, he's a really smart guy, and he knows everything you just said. And when it comes to answering my questions and questions from the audience that were posed to him, he gave his scholarly legal answer. This is not how he campaigns, Jerry. 
I can guarantee you that he's going to hit Democrats and Democrat policies, especially on the gas price issue here in Oregon, because you're right. We are going to very soon have California gas prices. Sad to say, because it, it, it hurts every one of us. It hurts me as a farmer because I use a lot of diesel, as you know. So I, Absolutely. I think you can have and fertilizer. Well, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I bought my fertilizer and paid for it ahead of time before Putin. But you know what I'm talking about for higher. farmers. Yeah. So Kevin will address those issues as he's out campaigning because he's a smart guy and, and he gets what you get. However, I have to say that the danger is that if Republicans don't hit hard on those themes, they won't emotionally grab people. And, right. you know, they we, we have Jerry. You're so right. We have a history as, quote unquote, Republicans and conservatives of not hitting on the themes that move people. And you are so right. right. And here's the, th- here's the thing, Jeff, is that when you ask him about uh, crime, he should go right to those two issues. They said, well, the crime that I'm seeing is making kids wear masks. Uh, just beat those things to death because those are top front line in front of everybody's face, literally on their face issues that whether 90% of the people know is BS, they just need to be told they're BS. And uh, don't leave that issue because the minute you do, you're letting them off the hook. And you need to, if even if you're in a primary, you got to tell people you're willing to stand up on those two issues, yep. which you're going to get a lot of pushback. But at the same time, they're winners. I agree. Jerry, got to let you go. Thank you, brother. Folks, I want to remind you, Pfeiffer Roofing Bye. can take care of all your roofing needs. And I mean all of them. Roof replacement, the great new Roof Max product which saves you a lot of money but it gives your extends the life of your deteriorating asphalt shingle roof roof repair roof cleaning gutters they come out and give you a free estimate give them a call 503-647-4725 you know they're second generation family-owned company been in business here since 1978 tells you something about their staying power and the fact they treat their customers right call them 503-647-4725. Check out their website, pfeifferroofing.com, P-F-E-I-F-E-R roofing.com. Also, I want to remind you, if you're looking for a contractor to work on your home, like do that great kitchen or bathroom remodel, check out Righteous Renovations, righteousrenovations.com. That's Eric Azer and his team. They also treat you right. And you'll see that if you go to their website, RighteousRenovations.com. Folks, we're back tomorrow, and I hope you are, too. Tomorrow we have Beth Jones running for my old seat in the legislature. And then Thursday, John, Dr. John D. Paola. See you tomorrow.